Hey, Gia. Hey, Christine. I have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> what comes to mind when I say the word fat phobia? Hmm. Well, first thing that comes to mind is stupid, uneducated, um, really, really dumb. How many other ways can I say dumb? Um, also, just, mm, you know, you don't care about people's health. I feel like it's just a really thinly veiled way to like – you just hate fat people and you like really just are scared of looking like us because fat people get treated really bad. And also like, I feel like men are the worst with it. Men are really fat phobic. I'm, I don't know if that's, you know, really the right thing to say here, but <laughs> specifically fat phobia in women, it's really, it's really, really rough. And I think it's based in so many things that are just not correct um, and not you know, you don't know somebody by looking at them. That's that's what fat phobia makes me think about. You don't know somebody's health by looking at them. So how about you just be quiet mm -hmm. and listen to us? Because welcome to Two Fat Girls, One Microphone. I'm Gia. I'm Christine. And this is our podcast. Woo! Uh, yeah, buddy. Ooh-wee. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm a fat girl, so... I'm a reluctantly fat girl, which is something we're going to all learn together. Yeah. We're <laughs> During all, our time together. We're all going to get a little bit more comfortable with the word fat because it's three letters. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and also it, a fun acronym could be fierce and thick. Just Oh. Right? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I love that. So like, if you don't want to say you're fat yet, you can just say you're fierce and thick. I think and I'm going to start doing that. You're halfway there. Um, but yeah, I think everyone, we're going to get there. We're going to get a little bit more comfortable with that word. Um, and we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about fat phobia in dating. We're going to talk about fat phobia uh, generationally, fat phobia with your family, fat phobia in the entertainment industry, dun, 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 fat phobia just in every aspect of our world because it exists in every aspect of our world. Um, so yeah. And, and we're going to debunk a lot of the things you think are true that are false lies that you've been told your whole life to make sure that fat phobia stays present on a daily basis for us all. Just that little thing called science, you know, just that little that little pesky thing where you actually read and comprehend data, um, you know, a fun, silly, goofy time. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to get into that. Anywho, um, so Christine and I, just to like, I guess we'll give our little our little intro of like, who are these people? Why are they qualified to speak on this? Besides the fact that they have microphones that Gia barely got hooked up, but it's okay. I, I stuck my headphones in the right hole eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, Christine and I met, we had the same vocal coach in New York city. Shout out to Corey Jennings. We love you. You're our whole heart, our whole star. Um, and we met, in a singer-songwriter like group, Corey just kind of threw us together. She was like, y'all are going to hang out and be friends whether you like it or not. <laughs> and here we are. But otherwise, I don't, you know, I'm learn I'm still learning about Christine. And yeah, tell me Same. about you. Um, yeah. So 
I kind of ambushed. Well, I'd just like to say that I ambushed Gia into doing this podcast with me, I feel like, but I'm glad she's here. <laughs> it's the best it's uh, the best way to approach me. <laughs> that and with cheese. So Damn it. Okay, next time. Um <laughs> so basically I was a musical theater major <laughs> and I'm a theater person and I've been chubby my whole life. But um I decided, you know, I didn't want to be that. <laughs> so for most of my life, I was trying to escape that. I was trying to be a thin person. Now, that is where it gets crazy because I was like the bigger girl my whole life, even though I was kind of average sized. But um, when you're in the theater or when you're in uh, that kind of world where people still are going by their old fat phobic thoughts, they're telling you to lose weight. And this is another reason how me and Gia, I feel, um, probably connect because of the theater aspect as well. But when I first saw Gia doing her TikToks too, which everybody's going to learn about, um, I was just, it's really seeing a person of size wearing their belly out. <laughs> For me, that yeah. is a, th a magical thing um, that I d am like, Never, uh, you know, because it's weird. I'm, I'm going to say I'm 41 years of age and Gia's younger than me. So I felt like maybe it's a perspective thing. Maybe we're, because we're, we were brought up in different times, but in a similar fashion, probably. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but something is different with our perspective on how to show up and mine's from a lot of guilt and shame from my family, from theater people, from everybody always talking about my body. So it's weird because for me, I've was, I've been up and down in weight my whole life. So now that I'm accept, learning to accept and uh, be here in this body because I went, I did intuitive eating. That was my thing that kind of brought me into a healing space and into this space is that I was had to heal. My biggest thing was eating. So once that started happening, I realized it was like a mental health job, really, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously. So basically, uh, it's kind of like, for me, I'm coming from very different sizes. Uh, I've been all kinds of sizes. I've been size throughout my life. I've been from a size four to a size 18. So it's a little, it's a little weird to, uh, navigate the world now saying I'm staying in this body that's bigger. So for me, I think I like to also tell people facts and truth. So I really want people to know like diet culture has fucked you up. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> diet culture has sold you a lie and it doesn't matter how you get out of that lie, but we all need to get out of it because this is about an oppressive system that is taking, has taken over women's psyche for decades. Okay. This is, uh, this is, this is bigger than just, I'm fat. I feel fat. I feel that, you know, it's like, this is bigger than what we all think it is. And that's why I'm really holding strong in my, I'm not going to ever use intentional weight loss again because 95% of diets don't work. And, um, if they did, I would be a size six still. So <laughs> that's, um, Hey. That's some of my background with uh, my body 
issues image. So Gia, do you want to go into your yes, body sure. stuff? That's so interesting. Would you say just now of how it's it's an issue that's like connected into everything? And I think yes. that's something people don't realize. And I actually saw I saw a TikTok. Uh Samira is her name. She's fabulous. And she said fat phobia is the only thing that is tied into every other system of oppression. And when we, when you really think about that in the Venn diagram in your head, brain explosion, face melting. Anyhow, about me. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm 28. I definitely, I feel like in order to like tell my story properly, I have to talk about like, I, was kind of forced to be comfortable with my body at a very young age um, to give like a quick rundown. I had a brain tumor when I was six years old. Uh, It's called a pilocytic astrocytoma in my cerebellum. Uh, And basically that means it's a type of tumor that is only, only develops in children and it develops extremely quickly, not cancerous, thank goodness. Um, But Pretty much I had my brain surgery and I – well, I've had multiple brain surgeries, but when I was in the hospital as a kid, I pretty much gained a ton of weight very quickly. And a couple things were happening. One was that my brain and my stomach were just not communicating, so I literally didn't know when I was full. Um, And then also – and this is a direct quote – from my neurosurgeon, um, because my tumor was in my cerebellum, uh, which is near your your hypothalamus gland, uh, which controls your metabolism, which controls your body's heating and cooling uh, mechanism, or it is your body's heating and cooling mechanism. And my neurosurgeon said, well, you know, sometimes the hypothalamus gets jiggled around in there. So (laughs) I'm a jiggled hypothalamus. And if you can say jiggled hypothalamus 10 times fast, I'll give you a whole dollar because um, that's all I have. But I can also <laughs> give you a, a a solid high five. Anywho, so I guess in a way, I always attributed my weight gain also to my strength and survival because I was six years old and I'm, I'm 28 now. I've had eight brain surgeries um, and I've always just, you know, thankfully – Also had a wonderful mother growing up who, you know, told me how strong I was. Um, But I always attributed my weight gain to that strength and survival. And I also have scars on my stomach. So I thought, you know, oh, God really gave me the double whammy. Uh, I have I'm fat and I have scars on my stomach. So not only am I fat, but it looks like my stomach's split in two. Um, but, you know, I really didn't start to see myself in a negative light. I mean, I started to, you know, I, I did get made fun of in school. I did. Um, but then I was also drawn into theater, into acting, and very quickly started to notice. I would say in high school, I started to notice that I was only being called back for the moms or the maids. And... That's where it really started. I started to notice it, right? And I was like, well, but I don't want to do that. I want to tell, you know, I'm such a, I'm this strong person with this big story and I want to, why can't I tell all those stories too? Um, 
And then I realized, you know, oh, it's because of this body I'm in. And I've been an active person my whole life. Like literally when I was taken to the hospital, I was playing a soccer game and they told me that if I had gotten hit in the head once, I would have died. So that's fun. But <laughs> I've always like played soccer. And then I had a real Troy Bolton moment in high school where I had to choose between soccer and theater. Um, <laughs> and so then I was then I was taking dance classes five times a week. And I've always pretty much stayed the same. And I feel like that's where Christine and I differ is that I've really, you know, I've gained you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I would say I was like, I was a size 12 throughout high school and college. Well, college like got a little bigger, 12, 14, um, you know, but really I've been in the size 14. Now I'm like size 14, 16 range. And I've, you know, I've always kind of stayed in the same spot with my weight. Um, and I will say, you know, Christine plugged my TikTok already, but I will say, TikTok is where I suddenly realized after trying to fit myself into this theater business, um, you know, and kind of conform myself to be the right kind of fat girl, because really, you know, if you're not funny, then you're not going to, you know, you have to be the funny fat girl. Otherwise, you're not getting work in musical theater, especially um, unless it's Tracy Turnblad, because then you have to be fat, right? Um Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact that <laughs> the fact that the only roles in musical theater that are played by fat, like where the person has to be fat are where the story is entirely about their weight. That's will be a conversation for another time. But um, TikTok, I was like, oh, I can just be myself and create a brand for myself. Um, and. Yeah, I just it just kind of started happening where I was like, well, I want to be sexy. I want to feel sexy. And why can't I wear? I was afraid of wearing two-piece swimsuits my whole life. Not even really because I was fat, but because I had scars. And now it's just like, and then it was seeing the comments of like, oh, wow, someone with my body type. And it's just empowered me more. But I've always been, you know, I've always been a person who likes to be sexy and I got titties and I want the world to see them. I think you should let your yitties yitty. And I'm a Leo in case you couldn't tell. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and I think I've just really, really come into my own with my body and that my body, and that's not to say I don't have bad days because I do. Um, But I think I'm, you know, finally like, starting to be okay with the body I'm in and that this body that I'm in is just as powerful as anyone else's. And I think that's just something really important that everyone should start to feel more. Yeah. Have I talked too much? Is I know, that you're much? good. I And I think I, that we need to also say that um, from what you just said, um, we're in our bodies. We live here. And nobody's opinion really matters because everybody's opinion is just their own opinion going on to you when they make a comment about your body. It's projection. (laughs) Just so. And that's what's so interesting. Like when we break down the world, like fat phobia, right? It's like the fear of being, that's, you are afraid of being fat 
not because not because of like you're not actually but you're not actually afraid of being fat and i think that's what's exactly interesting you're afraid you know of what's attributed to being fat right which a lot of times has to do with being seen as like desirable for a relationship or you know discrimination in the doctor's office or you know i recently learned sorry because i said the thing about the doctor's office i recently started just turning around on the scale like when i go in for my physical like you might need to know my weight but i don't actually need to subject myself to that well, actually just they turn around actually they don't need to know your weight unless <gasps> it's for medication wild i love that so there's a fact right there that i've learned throughout Ugh. my journey and i stopped weighing myself in october of 2018 mhm and have not weighed myself since. And I go to the doctor and I, and they don't even weigh me at the doctor anymore. But I will say I don't want to be weighed if they do ask. Mm -hmm. Because I still like I'm not mentally prepared for that yet. And there I mean, I want to be a time when I will be. But you know, it's because the number used to mean so much. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't tell you. And it's funny, since I'm like, more, I guess, in like the public I on my TikTok and stuff. It's still a question I get on my like TikTok lives all the time. How much do you weigh? What? And I literally, and I I genuinely say I don't know. Like I, I couldn't tell you. I could tell you I know I'm at least 200, but like, but like I couldn't. What, what is the, I want to know what the follow-up that person has I don't to that know. question. I don't know. I'm like, are you trying to like envision it on top of you? Because you're already shooting yourself in the foot already by asking the question. Um, because real men, if you die, you die. But any, <laughs> that's, that's a different, <laughs> but it's so interesting. Like it's, it's still like such an obsession we have. Um, and I, I recently, actually, I, I still, if I see a scale, like, I don't know if you have this experience, but if I'm like at someone's house and they have a scale in their bathroom, do you have to like, stop yourself from getting on it oh no i'm like disgusted or you run the other way scale. no i'm disgusted they have a skill i'm disgusted but i also still to this day have to stop myself because i recently um my grandmother passed away two months ago and we were cleaning out like her bathroom and the scale was in her bathroom and i just was like and my grandmother was like nice tiny right um and I was just like, why, why do you have this in here? Um, but I really, you know, it's crazy how, like, how much I had to stop myself, even, like, in the scenario I was in, right? It's like, Gia, you're here to pick up your dead grandmother's things, right? <laughs> and I was staring at this scale, and, like, I went in this place in my head, and I, I got out of it, luckily. But it's so interesting how we still, like – What's making you want, like, what is the driving? What do you think it is? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think part of me subconsciously, it's like if I, I know I'm okay if I stay within like a range, right? Yes. Um, and it's so interesting. It's, it's funny because like, as much as I, like, I know you, you look up to me and like, in terms of like my confidence and whatnot, but it's still like a big thing for me that I, I can be as confident as I want to be, 
but I still do place value in like how much I weigh, even though, again, I've worked out my whole life. I know I'm a lot of muscle. Like, I feel like I just have like basically like an inner tube of fat around me. Like, I feel like I'm good. It's just like my belly. It's like when you go in those like in a pool, in a little donut, in a pool. I just have my own one of those. Um, But yeah, me too. I'm a floaty. Um, but, but it's it really is. It's interesting. And it's something like I feel like everyone – I remember, you know, again, we both have the theater background. But I went when I had my senior showcase, you know, where everyone thought they were going to book be immediately, be, be a star. <laughs> you're going to go. You're going to belt – to an audience of four people and you're going to go on Broadway right there. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember, first of all, before we went on the trip, um, the heads of our department sat us down and they said, just, you know, make sure you look the way that you want to be presented as to agents and casting director. And that's how they phrased it. They said, make sure you look the way you want to look. Um, and then cut to the trip, we were all um, we were all kind of like randomly roomed. Like I didn't have any control of who I was roomed with. And one of the girls, I was in the musical theater showcase and there was a film and television showcase as well. So I was roomed with one of the girls in the film and television showcase. And it was a three-day trip and she brought a scale with her <gasps> in her bag, like in her suitcase. She pulled it out and put it in the bathroom. In the hotel bathroom. And you know New York hotels. They're tiny as shit. First of all. First of all. Don't. You don't need to clutter more. Um, but I just. I remember looking at her. And I didn't say anything. You know. At the time. Because I didn't. Yeah. I'm not nearly as eloquent with it. Now. As I. All right. I'm, as you can see. I'm not eloquent now even. Um, <laughs> I'm not nearly as eloquent. I wasn't then. As I am now. To speak on it. Um. But I do remember being shocked by it because, again, I, I have, you know, I've always been a science girl. Like my my mom has an undergrad in microbiology. Like half of my family is in like the science field. So I know enough that your weight's not going to drastically change in three days. Um, and I just found it so sad. Um, but anyhow, yeah, it's just it's a whole thing that we can. There's so many layers. <laughs> Fat phobias are like ogres. Yeah. <laughs> they it's like layers. yeah, gremlins. <laughs> They're gremlins inside. I'll get I there. mean, I'll, I'll make my Shrek reference one day. <laughs> See, the thing is, we have different references. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I feel like that's what's going to be so interesting about us talking. And like that's to get back. I'll, I'll get us back on track. I'll get there. We can, one of the yeah. reasons like Christine and I think like we're the fat girls for the job here is because like Christian's older than me. Um, we come from like not only like just two different generations, two different geographical demographics, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm, I'm from new Orleans. I'm from the South. And well, I think specifically being from new or like new Orleans helped me as well. Um, just because you're, you know, it's just a little freer there. There's still, there's still, this is not me saying Louisiana is the place to be, but New Orleans has a freedom to it that not a lot of places do. 
Um, but I think, Chris, you know, I'm excited to learn from Christine because Christine's so much more educated on just kind of the actual facts of everything. And, you know, I've been fortunate in my life to not like struggle with disordered eating. And so I don't, and because of that, I'm not really educated on any of it. And I, I want to be, um, but yeah, we, we, I'm, I'm, I'm the Oscar to your Felix, baby. I mean, it's a fact. (laughs) I always find, uh, Oscars. I always find them. Uh, but I'm from upstate New York and from an Italian American. Well, we're both, we're both Italian American, but wait, you're, what else are you? I'm like a bunch of things. So I'm Sicilian on my mom's side. My mom's like completely Sicilian. Um, I'm named after my grandpa, who was also a Gia. Um, and then my dad is like a bunch of things. He's like a French and Danish and just a European mutt, you know. But I really claim I claim the Italian because yeah, you, you look know. well. You're you look I Italian. Look Italian, yeah. <laughs> and the name Gia and the name but- Gia. <laughs> Where my first name is very Christ-like, and I don't give a fuck about that. But my mother is Catholic, so. Well, here we, there we go with that. But that's the my mother's my biggest problem is kind of what I was really going to say here because not in a bad way. I mean, we've had a lot of issues, but that's part of the healing. But um, it's like the generational flow down of trickle down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of trickle fat, down fat phobia. <laughs> trickle down fat phobia. And... Like, in what ways can we teach our daughters to hate themselves is kind of the vibe that was happening in my. Yeah. And was your mom even, was your mom even aware of that? No, but the the thing that's the funniest to me from the funniest thing about that, from my family's perspective of growing up in a family, this family, is that what we did was the women were all always on a diet or talking about needing to not be Mm -hmm. with the size they were. Mm -hmm. But then, and my, also, my mother was always saying, I don't show my arms and I don't show my legs. I don't wear shorts and I don't wear sleeveless. Like, that was a her rule that then I thought is my rule because we look the same. So what I'm saying is they were like in this weird diet mindset, but at the same time, we're Italian-American and we are e- eaters and my family loved food and it would be like feeding you for love so it's a lot of you know backwards things going on there because you're like you're doing weight watchers but now you're telling me i can eat as much pasta today as i want (laughs) well exactly weird thing isn't that so interesting like how italians like it's so much about food and yet i will never forget when i was like i was 10 because it was when we were all uh, it was 20 Italians under one roof because of Hurricane Katrina. Oh. <laughs> a one-story a one story house. And I remember, I won't name the member of my family. Um, no, I will. It was my grandmother's husband. Um, and <laughs> he's wonderful. Like, I love Jack now, but he did say this to me. And he went, whoa, Gigi, getting your fair share there. And I was like, I was like putting two, I, I was getting a second roll. Yeah. And it's just so interesting how it's like Italians, yes, food is love, but I'm also going to criticize how much you're eating. Again, 
mostly the women. I was um, just gonna say, <laughs> you know, the guys in the family, and that's where the, that's where the intersectionality comes in. I yep. just feel like it's like, you know, when Christine asked me to do this podcast, I was really excited about it, but I also was just like, how do you even start? How do you even start? talking about this because of like the intersectionality of it all because I think misogyny and fat phobia walk hand in hand and I you know I think racism's on the other hand and I think you know I think we're all walking in a line um and it's just so interesting but especially yeah you just made me think about that with Italians especially it's really and even like think about Jersey Shore right how like they called they called fat women first of all wait what did they i don't remember okay so they called fat women grenades they called uh, the oh, ugly yes. girls grenades right but also and it's so interesting because i had totally forgot this was said on jersey shore uh but i made a tiktok because it was national meatball day i knew this I said, was coming i said wish wish me a, a happy national meatball day because i'm also round italian and delicious <laughs> <laughs> and and but on Jersey Shore they would always say meatball problems because <laughs> Snooky and Dane Dina, Dina they were meatballs yeah Dana they were the meatballs yeah, yeah they were yeah. little meatballs and that was and that was my favorite moment on Jersey Shore. wow I didn't know we would get into Jersey Shore on this but since we're on it my favorite moment on Jersey Shore is when Dina pops off on Mike and she because she goes what are you gonna do Mike you're gonna call me fat guess what I can lose weight for free you need about fifty thousand dollars to fix your fucking face yes I remember that I remember that and I'm like oh so that's and I I still use that on men to this day I'm like sure okay we can talk about weight which I can lose for free in your mind right because yeah don't you know everyone can control their weight loss um but it's so it's just very interesting that intersectionality of it all. I realize I've said intersectionality so many times, but it's okay. It, I mean it doesn't <laughs> nobody gets it. I know. <laughs> we need people to get it. Um yeah, it's the that it, it it's see, it's like a to me it's like a cognitive dissonance of mm-hmm. I'm eating my mother, like bread is so bad. <gasps> we I love bread, but bread is I love yeah. bread, but bread is so bad. It's like literally still to this day, it's like I that's the stuff that enrages me. Yeah. Is when I can tell somebody a fact and the, they they can't they can't hear it. Like they don't. And it's it, it's my mother that it, and my parents that makes it's obviously the hardest because they're old. So <laughs> they're not gonna mm-hmm. change. Um, but it's so annoying because it's like if you didn't, you know, eat every meal. And every snack and anything you put in your mouth with that side of guilt and shame, you wouldn't be in this boat right now. Like we wouldn't be in this boat right now. But it's so it's just so deep. Like I feel like mm-hmm. it's like where do you even start? Because I even think about that. I love my mom. My mom is the best. Um, and my mom's a therapist, right? And still, I think as I've gotten older, I've and as I've done and work on myself and my own internalized fat phobia. I notice how my mom talks about her body more. And, you know, I'll always like the specific thing that's coming to mind is, and again, my mom's smaller than me. Um, and there's always this like aversion. I'll be like, oh, you should try tucking that in. Like you should try tucking the shirt in, you know, and like it'll give you more of a papow. 
And she'll be like, no. And she'll always use words like it makes me feel frumpy or poochy. She loves poochy. Mm. Um, and she'll never, she'll never, my mom will never, you know, my mom, again, doesn't use the word fat, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, unless it's negative. Like I think, you know, I can remember over the years, like my mom saying that she felt fat or whatever. Um, but it's just interesting because I've just noticed how how she talks about her body. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that's where I fucking got it from. Like, <laughs> um, and even, but then again, like, it goes up higher. Like, the dominoes fall, um, and it's up to us to to break I'm, it. And your mom is a good example of, there's also, like, medical doctors. This is why it's, people have yeah. so much anxiety going to re- medical doctors that, you know, just so everyone's aware, I've always, I just want everybody to know that medical doctors only have one class class worth of nutrition information. So they just like prescribing weight loss for, yes, they just like prescribing weight loss for anything. If you're fat and you go to the doctor, the first thing they're going to talk about is what they see in their vision. So, and they get, they can put that in as a code for insurance and it says, like it'll say weight loss talk. That's so true. That's so true. The insurance stuff. Um, so it's like, but your, but what I was gonna say is like your mom, right? Because of the generation she grew up in, and she's a therapist, and she's so great with you. She still has her moments because it's so deeply ingrained in all of us mm-hmm. that fat is bad. So mm-hmm. then when we're coming out of this haze of fat is bad or fat is not bad, it's like, yeah, I mean, I know that now, but. Everyone else doesn't know that. So it's like a weird, uh, it's like you always feel like you're on the defense. You always feel like you have to, like for me, this is me. This is my anxiety. Yeah, no, no, no. I feel like I have to be like ready to go if I'm going to go there, right? <laughs> like if I'm going to start. Yeah, well, this, it's like you have to, to feel like you have to feel like you're gearing up for a defense yes. as opposed to, you know, it, it's, yeah, because I feel that way when I go to the doctor still. It's like, well, yeah, I'm fat, but. Because I've I've said I said that to the doctor because I went when I moved to New York I went to one and first thing she asked me was how much I exercised and I said you know I I was honest with her and then I said do you know how much bitch I would be if I didn't work out like you no I work out for my mental health because like I can actively feel it like affecting me when I don't work out at least three times a week Um, and. It's just, and again, it's interesting because I've always attributed, you know, I've, I, I started doing CrossFit. Um, God, it was off the cuff of a breakup. So it was 2017. It was like the summer, like my boyfriend, my college boyfriend broke my heart and then I moved home for the summer and started doing CrossFit. And what I really love about CrossFit is that it's, they really, I mean, it has its negative things. Don't get me wrong. And there's fat phobia riddled through that establishment as well but the coaches I've had make it about being strong and nothing else and so when doctors aren't even concerned with my strength they're just concerned you know and then it's funny when they take my blood pressure and it's literally perfect 
Yeah. That's me. That's me flexing. Uh, <laughs> and I literally am like, okay, you're going to shut the fuck up now and like give me anxiety medicine, which I came here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, but it's like you have to prove it. You have to prove yes. that you're like, oh, but I'm a good fatty. I'm a fatty that yes. works on it because yes. you can't just be. And I think that's the biggest thing is. And again, I saw this on TikTok as well. Um, Erin ha- Hadamer, I might be mispronouncing her last name. Um but she worded it in a really excellent way where she said, at what point do I, as a fat person, do I earn the right to simply exist? And it's like, at what point in in the level of fatness are you just allowed to just be? And I think that's kind of the first step in working to unlearn it. You know, and this is what I tell this is what I tell people a lot. Um, is like when you're walking down the street and just and I think New York's a great place for this, right? Or any big city. When you're walking down the street, what are your knee-jerk observations of people? Right? When you see a fat person walking down the street, when you see dating apps, dating apps are another great one. When you see that fat girl on a dating app, what's your knee-jerk? reaction, observation, clock it and hold yourself accountable. You don't have to do anything. And if you're not attracted to it, you don't have to be attracted to it. But be aware of what your your knee-jerk reactions are to fat people existing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the place to start. Not a place a lot of people are willing to go, but mayhaps they will <laughs> well that's the problem is this is one of my big life issues is that people don't want to look into things deeper than surface level and it's really hard to like live in a world like that for me because yeah. i want to i want to know things i want to be educated i want to do things that are going to make me feel better and going by this bullshit of people thinking that health is a moral thing. You don't have to be healthy if you don't want to either. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. You don't have to be healthy if you don't want to. What if I just want to eat Taco Bell every day, bro? What if I I just want to do that? They already assume that that's what fat people are doing. Exactly. That's the most annoying thing is that Gia has worked out. I Yes, when I started working out, it was for aesthetic purposes and to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But now, same with me. If I don't work out, I'm gonna fucking murder somebody. Okay? Exactly. Like if I don't smoke weed sometimes and work out, like shit is going Dude, down. Have you tried that? Wait, have you? I've tried heard about this. But smoking I have not tried a little it. before you? you go work out. Yes, no. sativa. It's delightful. Yes. Okay. okay. It just because I didn't. I didn't go to CrossFit, but I went to Planet Fitness. I was like, because I had seen something. Like so, I had seen something about yeah. someone like just yes. taking a little hit before they went to work out, and I was like, "Whoa!" And it was it was nice. I was honestly more focused. Like, did in you my lift workout. or did you cardio? I lifted. No, I lifted. Nice. Okay, but I like went into the zone. You know? Yes. Like the the lifting zone. Oh, uh, I believe it a hundred percent. But yeah, I always lift. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what's crazy is like, it's another thing I say. You know, when people give me shit on TikTok about my weight or whatever, I'm like, okay, how much do you lift? Because I, I, first of all, if it's a man, I guarantee I squat more than you. Second of all, 
Second of all, it's just like, but again, even when I do that and I do it in that cheeky way, right? I'm still subconsciously proving myself. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I think that's something I'm still working on is not feeling the need to do that at all. You know, because it's it's very hard. Even when I do that, (laughs) it's me saying, but I'm the good fatty. Like I'm the good fat person. You know, I'm the fatty that works on it. Um, So it's just, yeah, there's so much. Listen, keep going if you have more to say because I'm. No, I don't. I don't. I could. I could. I could ramble on. We could go on and on and on. (laughs) Like Joe fucking Rogan, uh, except the opposite. So there's so much that we have to talk about and there's so much that we're going to get deeper into. Um, We just kind of wanted to give a little intro about what we're doing. and. Especially if you're like a theater person, we welcome you because <laughs> you come, have dealt with heal. a lot of struggles that we have. If you like, went to school for musical theater, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> you may have an extra layer of wanting to not be alive. There's some you things have gone to theater There are some things to process if you went to school for theater. But congratulations, <laughs> you made it out and you realize... None of it matters. None of it matters. And now we're all just, we're doing a podcast, people. Yeah. I'm 41. I'm I'm doing a podcast. I'm a singer. (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to wrap. Yeah. Join us next time. No, I love it. Thank you. I would just ramble, ramble, ramble. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But stick around friends stick around and we're gonna dig into again we're gonna dig into the theater school thing we're mm-hmm. gonna dig, dig into the diet industry we're gonna dig into dating we're gonna do it 100%. all 100 percent. you guys i might be in some precarious situations trying to tuck my shirt in we'll see what happens hey do it give yourself we're, the I'm, still, I'm like gia's mom i'm still working towards that give yourself the ba-bow. it gives you a ba-bow. i'm gonna get the ba-bow. i'm gonna put some yitty on let your yitties yitty. Oh my God! What if Lizzo sponsored know. us? That's a Lizzo. goal. Lizzo, okay, Lizzo. If you see this, I do say let your yitties yitty every single day, um, and I, I just it. I love you. Um, anywho, yeah, <laughs> I think we should all let our yitties yitty. Yeah, we're gonna, li- we're gonna literally to- and metaphorically. <laughs> You're gonna be yittying all over whatever the Whatever your yitty means to you, get that yitty yeah. everywhere. You got some yitty on your face. <laughs> get it off. <laughs> oh god okay all right join well, us next time, time friends next time. <laughs> bye goodbye <laughs>